Welcome back to the Productivity Digest. As part of an enlightening podcast network, we're here to ignite your curiosity and inspire continuous learning. Join us as we explore the vast universe of productivity, unveiling a new, hand-picked, bite-sized gem of journalism in each episode. Today's episode is brought to you by Blogcast, your personalized audio feed available on iPhone and Android. In today's episode, we'll be discussing the gray area between objects sparking joy and being trash. We all have items in our homes that we struggle to decide whether to keep or discard. Amy Lee Kite shares a cleanup routine that is relatable and still life-changing. Join us as we explore this topic and learn how to declutter effectively. Let's dive in. The gray area between objects sparking joy and being trash. Here's a cleanup routine that is relatable and still life-changing. Written and read by Amy Lee Kite. More than a decade ago, I received a call to my home phone. Yes, there was a time when we all had landlines. Asking if I had anything to donate to AMVETS, which is American Veterans. I said yes, as I immediately thought of clothes ready to be donated. Ever since that first yes, I received a call regularly from the same volunteer. About once every two months, she has called, and nearly every time when asked if I have anything to donate, I have said yes. Even if I don't have giveaway piles, I say that I have items to donate. Then I hang up the phone and immediately start looking for items to give away. I decided to automatically say yes because it motivates me to look through all of the clothes, books, toys, and items that I have in my house. As I'm looking, I've noticed that a few things happen. Nostalgia, lightness, and joy. First, I come across sentimental possessions, such as old photos, letters my grown children wrote to me many years ago, or even a favorite book that I had not thought about for years. Second, I cleanse. It's such a great feeling to get rid of items that are just collecting dust, items that will never be missed. I feel lighter as my shelves and drawers get lighter. Third, I feel a sense of pride knowing that I'm able to donate items to people who can benefit from their use. As I place the bags outside of my front door, I feel lighter and happier in that moment. The truth is, The whole process goes deeper than those feelings we experience on the surface. Of course, we feel a bit lighter as we unload stuff. And it's not surprising that we feel accomplished and altruistic too. But what are we left with in our homes? What are we left with in our hearts? And what if we can't fully maintain clutter-free order in our homes? Are we still reaping any benefits? Goodbye, old hiking boots. In the life-changing magic of tidying up, the Japanese art of decluttering and organizing, the author Marie Kondo shows readers how to determine what objects spark joy and which ones are not worth keeping. I had been so focused on what to discard, on attacking the unwanted obstacles around me, that I had forgotten to cherish the things that I loved, the things I wanted to keep. Kondo suggests... The best way to choose what to keep and what to throw away is to take each item in one's hand and ask, does this spark joy? If it does, keep it. If not, dispose of it. This is not only the simplest, but also the most accurate yardstick by which to judge. 
Kondo is right, and it seems too obvious. Get rid of the things that don't bring you joy. But is it really that easy? I tried this, and I failed. I recognized the objects that truly brought me joy, but I also rationalized a lot of objects that could potentially bring me joy one day by eventually being useful. I would think to myself, well, I don't use those hiking shoes anymore, but they would be great for walking the dogs on a rainy day. As I continued to find excuses for holding on to various items, my giveaway piles sat stagnant. As I read more of her wisdom, I realized that what was happening in my house was so symbolic of what was happening in my life. I was similarly holding on to relationships and jobs, believing that someday they would improve and be necessary, just like my hiking boots. But the reality is, my old hiking boots aren't being used. I haven't put them on since I bought a better-fitting replacement pair. It was time to acknowledge that I had a good run with those old boots, experienced some great trails, and now had to let them go. Marie Kondo also said, By acknowledging their contribution and letting them go with gratitude, you will be able to truly put the things you own and your life in order. Similarly, those relationships that I was holding on to were something that I had to let go with gratitude. That piece of the puzzle really resonated with me. Gratitude. Rather than be sad that a relationship had run its course, I was able to focus on being grateful that it had happened as I let it go. I realized this on a cognitive level, but that didn't mean that I was then able to let go of all of the objects. Yet the realization alone was helpful. I don't have to succeed with Kondo's strict decluttering philosophy. There is a gray area that is quite beneficial too. The gray area, that which is left in our hearts. In the end, your organized home, Kondo says, leads to a calmer mindset. It actually impacts your life. Of course, the physical change within your home is notable. Without all that clutter, you immediately feel more open and free and peaceful. But what are we left with in our hearts? What does all of this cleansing and clearing out work around our house leave us with emotionally? And what if we didn't fully declutter? Can we still have that calmer mindset? Once you make room for things that make doing so a habit, you do feel as if your heart is more open. I saw that I began saying yes to more invitations. There just seemed to be more space in my mind. I was open to more exterior possibilities as the interior of my home became more clear. Yet I didn't need a fully decluttered home in order to take advantage of these feelings. I saw that it was more of a philosophical change. Once I embraced that concept of appreciating objects and letting them go when necessary, I started doing so in my relationships as well. The simple act of looking at rarely used objects trained me to have more awareness with everything and everyone in my life. So even spending time in that gray area has had a great impact on my life. Embrace the middle ground. I have always been a fan of moderation. It is not that I am not open to the challenge of complete lifestyle changes. It is just that it is not always that easy. Plus, it also is not always necessary to make a 90-degree turn. Sometimes a subtle and simple change, rather than a complete rework, is all we need to feel some benefits and to recognize that we are forever changing, evolving beings. So instead of feeling like I have failed when those old hiking boots still sit in my closet, I feel like I have gained a new awareness. It is true that they do not spark joy, but they just may come in handy. So with full presence, I look at them and know 
that they might accompany me on my next walk in the rain. And with that same full presence and full acceptance, I acknowledge the reality that they simply may stay exactly where they are, collecting dust. Maybe after one more year, I will let them go with gratitude and most likely with another new replacement pair. Whether they ever go back on my feet or not, I am celebrating the baby steps that I have taken in them and in my journey of living, growing, and evolving. If you enjoyed this, you may also like our other podcasts, The Self-Improvement Digest, The Psychology Digest, and The Life Digest. Stay curious, stay inspired, and thanks for listening.